Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Haas. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is all about our testimonies. Do, do, do. <laughs> hey guys, so this is our first episode recording for YouTube. So if you're listening to this, go over to our YouTube channel and click the like button. Maybe comment if you want to. Um, just <laughs> to support it. us because it's obviously our first video. So we're just trying to get our name out there. Heck yeah. But anyway, so we came up with this idea just because we were making polls on Instagram to see what topics you guys want to listen to or yeah. hear us talk about, I guess. So our testimonies won for whatever reason. <laughs> um, so we're going to share that today. And yeah, we already decided that I'm going to tell mine first. So <laughs> I'm not going to even act like, who wants to go first? It's me. I'd be like, um, I told you. <laughs> right. Anyway, so we tried recording this before and it just didn't work out because we were recording on my phone and my phone ran out of storage. And I was like, Kayla, let's just restart the whole freaking thing because it's just so frustrating. But anyway, so I'm just going to retell my story. Um, so growing up, basically, I grew up with my grandparents, for those of you who don't know, and they were Catholic. So then naturally, I became Catholic and I just started going to church with them. Um And I was never baptized. Like, most of my family was baptized as children or, like, as babies. And I never was. My mom just never, never baptized me and my brother. And so (laughs) we were just talking about this. It's kind of funny but also kind of traumatic. Yeah. um, my grand, I remember asking my grandma, I'm like, well, why do people get baptized? Like, what happens to those of us who aren't baptized like me? And she's like... Well, basically, there's just a really special place outside of the gates of heaven that you'll go. So I'm going to stand here, and you can stand out here, and we can wave to each other. Yeah, I was like, I immediately started crying. I'm like, okay, well, then can you get me baptized? Because I don't want to be the only one not in heaven. It's so crazy to me that you had to ask. Right. At such an age, Because it's like, it's crazy that she doesn't even know that. Yeah. That's what makes me sad, but... Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's basically what I grew up believing. And so, finally, when I got into high school, I told her I wanted to get baptized. I was like, well, then, can I get baptized? Right. So, <laughs> in my church, I don't know if all Catholic churches are like this, but in my Catholic church, we had to take baptism classes. And I think they do, because I think you have to yeah. take confirmation classes and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure every Catholic church is like that. But me and my brother were getting baptized together, so we took this class together. It was just me, him, and the baptism class teacher. And um, so she, I don't, I literally don't even remember. Like, Catholic Church was just such a blur for me because they didn't teach. They just read out of the Old Testament. And so I remember one day asking her a question like, well, how do I know this is true? Or how do I know how I hear God's voice? It was something along those lines. I don't remember the exact question I asked her. All I remember was her saying, you're not supposed to question God's word. And I literally, like, I was only probably like 14 or 15 at this point. So I didn't really understand. But I literally was like, how am I supposed to learn? Yeah. Or like get who God is if I'm not supposed to ask answer or ask questions yeah and if you're learning straight out of the bible like for those of you who started reading like it's one of the most confusing books you'll ever read in the beginning oh yeah and the catholic bible mind you is different than just the normal holy bible so like 
the Bible that I read now is different than the Catholic Bible, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, do your research. I don't want to get too much into, like, the politics of it all. Yeah. But um, it is different than than the Holy Bible. Yeah. But anyway, so um, that was my experience. And so then me and my brother got baptized together and had our first communion. And um, that was kind of that. Like, I, I still went to church with them here and there, but it wasn't, like, a weekly thing for me. Like, I just didn't... I was like, I don't get it. I right. just don't get it. It's like you uh No, literally, you want to <laughs> fall asleep, you stand up, sit down, sing a couple Meal. hymns, and that's it. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, okay, whatever. Like, now I'm able, now that I was baptized, I was able to go up and get the um, bread and the wine. Yeah, and yeah. so I was excited. I was stoked. That's the, the church only, wine. <laughs> right. That's the only reason I wanted to get baptized. No, I, I actually did want to make it into heaven. Yeah. So anyway, so then... Um, once I became, I think I was a junior in high school, I started dating this boy, and um, he was into the law of attraction and manifestation, and so he kind of introduced me into that whole world, and once I'm super interested into something, I go 100 miles per hour at it, so I started reading books, I started watching videos, like, I literally consumed my whole life with this, and then I found a bunch of celebrities actually practiced that, and so I was like, bet, this is my ticket to money and getting the life that I want. Like, this is it. So I made myself a vision board. Like, I literally did the whole thing. Like, I was so invested, and... I know a lot of people have experiences where they started manifesting things, and for some reason, now I'm just thinking about it, this was like God protecting me, but I never manifested anything. Like, when I would... when How I, does that even work? Well, I mean, now I get it. Like, it's actually based off of, like, a biblical... Meaning? Um, what's the word? Like, characteristic? Okay. Um, or concept, that's the word. But speaking things into existence like confession and prophesying kind Kind of of. it's like confessing so like when you're saying a confession over your life you're you're saying like um i am blessed through jesus christ or i am covered in the blood of jesus i am okay okay, i am sanctified through jesus christ like that's like confessions but you can say it for financial blessing you can say it for your family and health and all that kind of stuff so i guess in a way like that's kind of what manifestation is based off of, in my opinion. Um, and so I never, I was like, this stuff doesn't even work. Like, my life is the same. I'm still in the same relationship. I'm still unhappy. Like, no, this isn't, this isn't Like, it. I'm doing all the rules. Yeah. Like, where are my blessings? Yeah, and mind you, at this point, I'm like 16, 17. So, like, I just, it wasn't changing anything in my life, and I was still sad and unhappy. Um And so I gave up on it. I was like, this doesn't work, like, whatever. So I still kind of, like, listen to videos about it, and I'm like, maybe one day it'll just work for me. Bam. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, maybe I just need to learn more about it. But whatever. I need to be an expert in Yeah. And so then me and him were together for, like, two years, and our whole story, my whole relationship story um, is in our previous episode, and same with Kayla's. Um, about toxic relationships. Yeah. It was just a really unhealthy relationship. And um, that doesn't really have anything to go with that. But this was about two years in. I started going to therapy. I started working out. Like, I started to do things to just make myself feel better because I hit an ultimate point of depression and sadness and anxiety. And it was just like, I need to do something. Like, I was just at a really low point in my life. And so... Yeah, I started going to therapy, and that was really helping me. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's not about, like, spirituality. Maybe it's just about therapy. Like, maybe I just need a therapist the rest of my life. 
And um, I really do love therapy, and I love counseling. I think it does help, but oh, it's yeah. not. It still doesn't fill every void that you have. Yeah. And so um, I did that for like two years. So then me and him break up. And as I'm single, I still continue to try to go to Catholic church. I'm like, okay, I need to do something. Like, I'm completely, you know, alone now, so I have time to do stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go to church every Sunday by myself because my family would go Saturday, Saturday nights. So I would go Sunday mornings because I'm like, maybe it'll be a different experience if I go by myself. <laughs> so I would go and I'd sit in the back of church and I'm just listening to him and I'm like, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I literally don't understand. Like, And I, I don't want to call myself, like, smart, but I'm a pretty like intellectual person yeah like I feel like I I pick up on things pretty well and I'm like this literally sounds like gibberish yeah like, it sounds like another language yeah when they're it, preaching. it was like I can't even stand this yeah and so um I stopped going and I was still like searching though and I remember writing in my journal and I was telling Kay like um characteristics of the man that I want to marry and literally one of the first things on there was a man of God. Dude, and again, that is the craziest thing. Yeah, to me. and at that point in my life, I had no idea what that meant. I didn't even know what Christian was. Like, I didn't <laughs> know any of this. I had no idea about, like, the church world, the Christian world, um, being a believer, being saved. I didn't know what any of that meant yeah. at this point in my life. And so I remember writing that in maybe, like, three months later, I met Xavier, and he's now my fiancé. But anyway, so when me and him met, two weeks later, he was like, do you want to come to church with me? Dude. And no guy has ever asked me that. And never would I even think, like, I would want to do that, I guess. But I was like, yes. Like, of course, I would love to go to church with you. That's, like, something totally different that yeah. I've ever experienced. So we, anyway, we go to church, which is now our church home, Faith Builders. And I loved it. I just remember, like, crying, not understanding why I'm crying. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, the people here are so nice. Like, the message that pastor was preaching was just, I remember just connecting with it. I don't remember what it was, but I remember literally crying. Like, I was just, like, in love with the whole thing. And um, so then, ever since then, I've literally been going to church. And that doesn't mean that I was saved right away because I definitely wasn't. It probably took about six months Six months to maybe a year for me to actually be like, I am a born-again Christian. Like, I'm saved. Because you have to understand what everything means first. You need to start to, like, discern the Holy Spirit and God and all that stuff. Like, your first year is you just, like, figuring it out. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah, I remember telling Xavier, like, even if we break up and we don't work out, like, I am still going to church like I know that this was one of the purposes for us meeting because I finally felt at home I finally felt like this was exactly what I was searching for that whole time like yeah. this is what I was looking for was God and um it wasn't like an overnight realization like I still at times I'm like how does everybody hear God's voice like I can't hear yeah. God's voice I literally remember crying to Xavier like how do people hear God's voice? Like, right. I don't hear it. Right. Like, am I broken? Yeah. Like, like am I not chosen? Yeah, was like, maybe he just doesn't love me. And I remember thinking all those things. And as I just stayed faithful, even though I didn't, like, feel it, I literally, like, grew into where I am now. Yeah. And um, there, there's so much more I'm going to share, but I'm going to let Kayla share a little bit. But that's basically, like, how I 
came to Christianity and there's so much more of my testimony after that but like I said I want Kayla to share and then like us to kind of go into like where we're at now and what God has brought us through after we were saved dude yeah that's a really good point and that is beautiful I love hearing your testimony dude it's it's crazy because I feel like because me and Joss met when I was really young she was best friends with my sister and so seeing us like back then to now is insane and I just we're literally soul sisters, I'm convinced. <laughs> like, you know how you have a soulmate? Like, me and Justin are soul sisters, so yeah. Anyways, um, um, basically, I grew up in church um, ever since I was young. I'm, I was born in a Methodist church, and I got baptized as a baby. Um, my grandma's very spiritual, and she's very strong in her faith, so she's an amazing example. And so I remember going to church, like, growing up. We w- went every Sunday and every Saturday. We had Bible. We had on, I was in choir and chimes and like yeah. bells. I was in everything growing up and I was like, yay. So we had to go every Sunday and I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I had a lot of friends at church and stuff. So I was like, oh, this is cool. And um, we had an amazing youth, like children's ministry at the church. We would have like game nights, family lock-in. So it was really cool growing up. But again, I didn't ever really learn about, and my grandma will say this too, because she went to our church. That's who brought us to the church. She said, like, it, they never talked about the personal relationship with Jesus. And I was like, okay, this is interesting because I never knew that. I knew the church was very biblical-based, and it was ba- ba- very much based out of the Bible, mm-hmm. which I really like. And so I learned a lot growing up. I remember one time um, when I was in high school, there was um, a time... I th- it was either in high school or middle school. I went, and the lady was like, what if an angel showed up and asked, told you you were having a baby? And I was like, bro, what? Like, what do you mean? Because, like, that's what they that's, did to Mary. Yeah. And she found out when she was 14, so it was, like, around that age. And I was like, I don't know. My parents would be so mad at me. I'm like, how do I explain this to them? <laughs> and so um, throughout high school, I kind of... We had to go, I got confirmed in confirmation. You have to go through these classes. But before I got confirmed, my siblings all got confirmed at the church I grew up in. But there was like a falling out. There's so much more drama in churches than you would realize. Oh, yeah. And it's so sad to me. I'm like, bro, we're supposed to be a body of Christ. Like, mm-hmm. now I know that. I'm like, it's so sad. And it was sad growing up because I got disconnected from a lot of like my childhood family, basically, because I grew up there since I've been born. And so I was like, this is so sad. It was like family, friends. And so we all got disconnected. I got confirmed at another church. And honestly, getting confirmed at another church, I don't regret getting confirmed. One, I don't think I learned anything. And two, I remember like, when I got confirmed, I like, you have to like promise to do stuff for this church. And after I got, yeah, after I got confirmed, I left the church. (laughs) I was like, all right, like, what was the point so of this it? was a different church than the one you grew up yeah, in? Yeah, okay. so, like, because we left that church, so I and had And then did to you go back to the other church? Or? I did eventually, yeah. Um. So, one night, I, because I got to the point, I hung out with some people in middle school where I was like, because you get confirmed in eighth grade in a Methodist church, and I hung out with some people in middle school where they didn't believe in God. So, like, I would start asking my grandma questions. The grandma that brought us to the Methodist church, she was, like, or brought us up in the church. And I don't ever, nothing against Methodist Church. They're amazing. The people there are great. Just like you were saying, they're all great, but, like, I just personally didn't ever have a personal relationship with Jesus, so I was kind of like, okay, and I didn't ever really know about that. Because that's not part of their religion. Yeah. That's not really part of their denomination. It's not 
built on relationship. It's, it's more, built off religion. Yeah. And I feel like that's something we should talk about later, too, is, like, yeah. religion versus relationship. Yeah. But go ahead. That's a really we just good point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you only knew me and Joss, like, in person, <laughs> like, you understand. But, so, basically, um, I remember I was going through something, and it was in seventh grade, so this is before I got confirmed, and my friends in middle school, like, didn't really believe in God, and they were, they just would say crazy things, and I'm like, but why don't you believe? And I, like, asked my grandma one time, I remember asking her this, I'm like, how do you believe, like, how do you know guys, God's real if you can't see him, and you can't feel him? And she's like, that's where faith comes in, and that's where she told me, and that was the first thing time I ever understood what faith meant, mm. and I was like, that's where faith comes in, and I was like, but I don't get that, like, yeah. and now I understand it, but back then I was like, don't understand, like, mm-hmm. can't feel him, I can't touch him, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So in middle school, like, I'm going to be completely honest, I went through an episode of, like, saying I was going to commit suicide, and I've talked about this before, but I don't think I ever really would have done it. I don't know what really it was. I might have. I don't know, but, like, it was more of, like, a crowd to help, and I would never tell my family. I would tell, like, my friends, and so I told my friends, I was one of, and this one guy, I was, like, I really liked him in middle school. He told my sister, and I was so mad at him. I'm, like, why would you tell her? And so then I, my mom put me in therapy, and I was, like, okay, whatever, and so then I started going to therapy, and I remember one night I was praying in my room, and I'm, like, God, like, I'm sorry. I don't know, like, what's going on, and I was explain like, I was just praying, and I, it was the first time I ever really felt God, mm-hmm. And I bawled my eyes out, and I was like, okay, I know God's real. And ever since that, I've never questioned him. And so then I never questioned if he was real or not. And so then I um, went to high school, and then I started going back to church, and I was in bells and chimes, or bells and choir again. And I was like, oh, yay. And I went in high school, and I got into a three-year relationship, what Josh just was talking about, and that's in our last episode. And I... um, we were dating. It was very unhealthy, but I would still go to church. I went to church every Sunday. I wouldn't miss it because I was part of it, and I was like, I like being part of this. It makes me feel like I'm part of something. Yeah. Like this, they want me here. I'm gonna be here. <laughs> and so, um, I went to church every Sunday, and I loved it. There would be some Sundays when I were I wouldn't go, but I really liked going. And so then I went started going to church, and I was like, okay. And then after this relationship, I remember I was in the relationship, and one of the things I would always say to him is, since I grew up in church and in Sunday school, I was like, I want our kids to go to Sunday school, and I want our kids to grow up in church, and the guy was like, nah, they don't need to go to church, and I was like, um, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, and again, like, I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus yet, but, but that, that was your belief. Yeah, and that was something very important to mm-hmm. me. I was like, no, like, my kids are getting baptized as a baby. They're getting, like, um, they're going to be in Sunday school. They're growing up in Sunday school. I don't care what anyone says. That's what's happening. And and I think the main reason why I was like that was because of my grandma. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew it meant a lot to my grandma. My grandma means so much to me. Yeah. So I was like, if it means something to her, it's going to mean something to me, and I'm making sure of it. So um, during this whole thing, too, when, like, we split churches and before I was in, got confirmed, my grandma started going to non-denominational churches. So she was already touched by Jesus, and she already had a personal relationship with Jesus, but then she started going to non-denominational churches, and I feel like, I think her relationship with Jesus has always been very strong, but I feel like it got a million times stronger, almost. I don't for sure know that. I just feel like, I don't know, she just loved the church, and she just stayed at it, and so, um, and ever since she found, and she goes to Epicos, it's another church in our hometown but she goes there and ever since she started going there she's never left so I feel like that says something too and so I've gone to that church with her a couple times and one of the pastors there like the way he preached like 
I was like, wow, mm. like he is spot on and he makes so much sense. But again, I never had a personal relationship with Jesus yet. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, but whatever. <laughs> and I like spending time with my grandma. And I remember throughout this whole time, my grandma would like try to talk to me about Jesus and God. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, like mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. I just, I understood it, but then I didn't at the same time. And so me and the um, guy broke up. And after me and him broke up, I turned to drinking. And let me tell you, Joss can vouch for this. I was wild. Like, I one time got kicked out of concert. I um, would go teach these little five-year-old kids hungover. And I remember there was this little little boy in the chimes that I helped out with that legit, he wouldn't be able to do stuff without me there and without me, like, on. And he, like, he had just a hard time. And I went there, and I was so hungover. And God, please forgive me. I was like... I can't do this today. Like, I did it still, but I was like, it's, I'm laughing at myself because I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, these poor children, like, all right, sister, like, we got to step up our game. And so I, um, I don't know, I never, and then after we broke up, I, I don't want to call myself boy crazy, but I just, like, <laughs> wanted to be, like, all about boys, and I was like, girl, you need to heal. And I never truly, like, healed from our relationship, so I just, like, went crazy, and then my aunt calls me one day, and she lives in California. She calls me one day, and she's like, hey, would you, she said, call me when you get a chance. She texts me, and I was like, oh, God, I'm in trouble. And I don't know why, but every time somebody texts me, like, saying, call me, I'm like, oh, God, I'm in trouble. Like, what did I do? And she calls me, and she's like, would you ever want to move to California? I'm like, uh, yeah, like, when, where do I sign up? And at this time, me and Joss reconnected, uh, like, before we started training together. Yeah. And Joss would, like, ask me every... Because I was going to church at this point. Yeah. Probably for, like, about a year. Yeah. And um, I remember telling Kay, I'm like, Kayla, like... Because she would come and train with me, and I remember one time her lip was busted, and she's like, yeah, I was drunk, and I fell, and I don't remember what happened, and I was like... You need Jesus. <laughs> and she would invite like, me too. Yeah, to I feel like come to church with me. And I would send her sermons. I I remember one time we literally sat and talked about God. Yeah. But for yeah. like an hour or two after training. We sat after at tables. Training, yeah. And that's when I sent you the the sermon about yep. um sex. Yeah, dude. And this is so funny. So before I moved to California, I was still a little while in and um I really like this one guy, and we were going to meet up this one night or whatever, and she sent me this sermon, and it's about soul ties, and it's about sex, and it's about all the stuff before marriage, and the first, like, in the first, like, ten minutes of the, like, sermon, he says, you better go cancel those plans this weekend, and I literally clicked off of it. My spirit, like, my flesh was like, "Uh uh-uh, sister, we're not listening to this this weekend. I was like, ugh. So then I... I remember saying before I moved to California that I um, I want to find a church when I move out there. And I was like, okay. And my aunt was like, okay, like one of my cousin Jack, one of his friends goes to church and their family is very like into their faith. And I was like, okay, bet. Like, I'm going to meet them. Like, this is cool. And at this point, like, I was like, I think the real reason why I wanted to find a church, I was like, I know you can meet friends there. Like, (laughs) I'll meet some friends. I don't know anyone out here. I only knew this one girl and she went to school and it was one of my other, one of my cousin's other friends, older sisters. And so I, um, when I was like, all right, she's not here. Who am I going to be friends with? And so I, um, what is it called? I met this girl and right away there was something different about her and her name is Molly. And I met this girl and she's like, you should come to like, I went to, they, 
I she I went to her house one time and we like went to go hang out with them she's like you should come to this life group with me and I was like uh okay like I don't know what that is but all right say less and so I went with her and it was it was really cool it was so different and I was like all right this is cool like all these young people really love Jesus like all right yeah and then I went to um this church and the first night I went there um it it's called North Coast, and they have this thing on Thursday nights, and it's opened back up now because of Corona. If you live in Southern California, I highly recommend it for young adults. It's um, called the Jordan, and it's at the Vista Campus for the North Coast Church. Anyways, <laughs> advertising it. But anyway, so the first sermon I went to was about forgiveness, and I was like, oh, brother. Yeah. Oh, don't tell me this. And I knew right away, like, God was speaking to me through it, and I was like, oh okay Mm -hmm. and so right away I texted the people he was like maybe you need to text those people and just let them know like you're sorry for the way and he was like forgiveness isn't about them it's about you and I was like oh like finally something makes sense to me Mm -hmm. and I was like wow and that one really hit me and I went like a couple more times and then literally like in a month of going to church and meeting like this amazing group of people and then Molly started um she started I can't think of the word right now she started, like, introducing, oh, my oh. goodness, little Jesus. <laughs> she started introducing me to, like, this group of people. And it was, like, so weird because I've met, like, super amazing people. But, like, I never met people that just, like, accepted me so, mm. so soon. And they just were, like, okay, like, no matter what, we still love you and we still upset accept you. Like, I remember telling one of the girls and her, she's, like, the sweetest girl ever. She Her name's Caroline. And I was, like, telling her about me having sex before marriage and all this and she was like you know what like God still loves you and I was like thank you like what <laughs> like it was so sweet it was the first night I met her and I was like like where like what is this like yeah. oh my gosh and so I remember I was going to church and I just felt like I don't know it was just so different and I um met like I was the one night it was a Thursday night and I started going to church on Saturdays by myself Saturday night because they had Saturday night service or um, Sunday night and I would go Saturday nights by myself and my aunt would come once in a while and sometimes she wouldn't it just like depended and um one of the Thursday nights they were doing baptisms and I was so excited the week before because I'm like yes baptisms like it's so exciting so I went and I was gonna go um to the baptisms that day before I was like if I don't go tomorrow like it's fine and then that day came around and I was like if I don't Molly, like, kind of wasn't the best at texting, so I was like, if I don't go tonight, like, it's fine. Like, Molly might not text me back. Like, it's okay. She texts me. We end up going, and that night I was like, oh, wait, baptisms are tonight. Like, I'm so excited. And if you guys don't know, it's, like, full submerged baptism, so you get, like, dunked in the water and brought back up, and they're like, do you, they ask you questions before you get baptized. Like, do you accept the Lord as your or do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Like, do you believe that he died for you and rose again, and now he's up in heaven, and he's living, and his word is living? And they ask you these questions. I don't exactly remember what they ask you, but it's pretty serious, and it's an amazing feeling. And I remember well, I get there, and Caroline's like, it's Bappy Tappy night. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> <Bappy Tappy. laughs> I'm like, yes. And so I'm so excited, and I'm like, okay, now I understand. And so you could sign up to get baptized. And I didn't sign up because I'm like, I'm not ready yet. Like, it's not for me yet. And I'm like, okay. And so then um, I guess God had other plans that night. So that whole night I was making excuses. So a couple weeks in advance I was wearing contacts, and they told me at my contact appointment, they were like, 
can't go swimming in these, you can't do this. I was like, okay, can't go swimming. So I was making, I remember like I looked at Molly during the service because he was like, if anyone want to get during the service, he was like, who's getting baptized tonight? And these people stayed, stood up and um, everyone who signed up for it. And then he was like, if you want to get baptized tonight, stand up. And like all these random people just started standing up. And I just like felt myself like wanting to like my spirit was like, come on, mm-hmm. this is your time. And I was like, nope. And I just kept looking at Molly. I was like, I want to, but like, I can't. I was like, and I was making all these excuses. And then finally, like, it was like, I was like one of the last people to get baptized at the end of service. I was like, if he was like, if anyone else wants to get baptized end of service, I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, and I was, and I was like, are you sure you don't care if my clothes are wet? She's like, go get baptized. Like, I was like, oh, and so it was so cool. And I remember like the first thing I realized at the Jordan, which was so cool to me was there was, their kids, their people from 18 to like 30 years old, like it's the in-between and, um, all these people like praising Jesus Mm -hmm. and I remember looking around and I was like this is what like this is how many people like people love Jesus like yeah I remember when I first started going to church that made me so emotional yeah like it didn't even have to be like the word it was just like looking around and seeing like these people just like love God so much yeah that really made me emotional yeah and then um when I came home, for, and then I ended up watching the sermon. It's called Lay with Fire. I highly recommend <laughs> it. If you're if you're contemplating, like, why not to have sex before marriage, what, it's by Michael Todd. Highly recommend watching mm-hmm. that sermon. It's, like, a couple years old. I ended up watching that sermon after I got more into my faith and after I would say I was saved and committed my life to Jesus. I was, like... I'm not having sex. I watched the sermon and I was like, okay, this is why Jocelyn sent me this. I'm not having sex again. <laughs> and so then I actually bought a ring and it's like a princess ring from Pandora. And now I'm committed to not having sex. And then I moved home from California, which it's, that story is another story in itself. But I, I know Jesus, his hand was on me the whole time and God's hand was on me no matter what. I ended up, something happened. It didn't work out. I moved home and right away I texted Jocelyn. I was like, can we, before I moved home, she was one of the only people that knew. I was like, can we please meet up? And she's like, yeah, of course. Cause I remember I randomly f- texted Kayla and like when Kayla was in California, we'd text here and there, but it wasn't like we were super close, yeah. but we would just catch up here and there. I remember I just texted her randomly and she was like, I'm like moving back home, something that I'm really sad about and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it was just crazy. The timing of everything yeah and then I move home and I was like okay I want to come to church with you and I was like gonna like church hunt when I came home and I was like I'm gonna like not church hunt but I was looking for a church home here and I was gonna go to Epicos with my grandma yeah. but I just was like Joss can I come with you and she's like yeah of course and I ever since I started going I've never left yeah there's just something about faith builders like you yeah. walk in and just Like, at all churches, I feel like people put on a smile, and they're nice, of course, but when you go there, people are just actually loving, and they want to hug you, and they just love you. Like, genuinely, you feel Jesus' love through them, Mm -hmm. and I remember just, like, being hugged by all these people that I didn't even know, and I, like, uh, my family's not very, like, touchy-feely, so it was very (laughs) weird for me at first. I was like what the You're heck like, what did I just like, I, like but then like I was like I needed this like yeah. I needed to be hugged and I needed to feel like Jesus's love through yeah. that and it's just so crazy like how God is so intentional about every little detail and he knows exactly what you need yeah yeah um so then yeah Kayla came back we started going to church together and then about a year ago now 
because they put baptisms on pause for us because of coronavirus. And so last summer was their first baptism since coronavirus started. Yeah. And they had it at Lake Michigan where we live, like, in the lake. And me and Xavier both went and got baptized together. And Kayla was able to watch, which yeah, was really cool. Yeah, it was but, very beautiful. Yeah, so we weren't, we didn't get baptized for, like, a year, about a year and a half after going to church. And I feel like when you first, like, hear about baptisms, you're like, I'm not ready for that yet. But honestly, and you might not be, it's whenever you feel like God is, like, calling you for that. But I feel like when you, in the song Holy, and we've talked about this before, where he's like, when you come out of the water, like, when Chance the Rapper says that, it's literally, like, you go underwater, and you feel like you're, like, floating, and you come up, and you're like, oh my gosh, God, like, thank you. I remember coming out and just, like, I thought I was going to cry because I naturally just cry a lot Mm -hmm. in church and, like, with God and Jesus. Like, I just, I show my emotion through crying. Yeah. So I thought I was going to cry, but I was so happy. Like, Mm -hmm. even the pictures, like, the second I came up from the water, I have the hugest smile on my face. Like, my, my mom and my stepdad were, like, bawling, and I was just hugging. It was just, like, such a beautiful experience, yeah. and I feel like it's not only for us, but it is for people who, like, haven't experienced that to, like, witness and be like, wow, this is, like, such so, a special, yeah. beautiful moment. And um, for those of you who don't know, too, I kind of grew up without my parents. Like, I grew up without my mom. I grew up without my dad. So it was very hard for me to, like, accept God as my father, and it was hard for for me to trust God for a very long time. Like, I feel like I'm not, I hadn't understood that until maybe like the last few months, really what it means to fully trust God. Yeah. And, um, so I'm going to share something that I haven't like shared publicly before, but, um, a few months ago I had gotten prayed over at church. I remember telling Kayla, like I was struggling really hard internally, randomly, like in that service, I was literally like, looking around church and I was like all these people are so loved by God but like he will never love me the same way that he loves these people I should just kill myself and I was literally just thinking this in my head and I hadn't had suicidal thoughts since high school and um it was so like surreal to me but I remember just like crying like I felt like so sad so depressed so it was just like this cloud came over me randomly and I was really like depressed in that moment and I remember telling Kay like the lady who normally would like pray for us or that I would consider like our spiritual mom at the time we were super close with and she was the only one that I really felt comfortable because if you also don't know me I'm pretty reserved like unless I know you like I'm I'm crazy if you know me but we like even each other out I'm like more like oh yeah and then Jess is more like all right like I'll (laughs) I'll watch from back here while Kay like what else yeah but um like obviously when I'm comfortable I'm like super outgoing and crazy and hyper we're a little weird but that's besides the point so I'm like I'm not as comfortable just going up to people and like being like hey can you pray for me like that just wasn't that's not my personality yeah and so Kay was like here I'll go and ask so and so and so she asked her for me and her and this other lady like prayed for me that day and I just remember like she she was like I'm gonna hug you and when I hug you the love of God is going to like fall upon you and just like don't be afraid and don't back down from it just like accept it and feel it and she hugged me and it was literally the best hug of my life but I was just like bawling and at this point I didn't know what the heck was going on like my spirit was just so like broken in this moment 
and she hugged me and I was just like bawling for like I'd say like five to ten minutes they yeah. talked to me for a while and yeah. the whole time I'm just like crying <laughs> and like they're like anointing me with oil and like hugging me <laughs> and I'm just like bawling but anyway so then we leave there and all of a sudden I start getting these flashbacks of me being sexually assaulted by a family member and um I hadn't had memory or recollection of this before that moment. So I was so confused. I was very, like, hurt. I didn't really know how to process it. And I'm just like, why is this just coming up now? Like, I was genuinely struggling because I'm like, what? Like, so caught off guard. And I had never thought that I had ever been sexually assaulted before this moment. So I was like, what the heck is going on? So I didn't tell anybody for, like, two months and I finally opened up about it to, if when it me was, and Kayla went to the one of the lady who prayed for me's house, we went yeah. to her house and I opened up about it because she was opening up to me about things that had happened to her and it made me feel safe, able to then open up. Yeah. And so I did and she was like, if you have an emotional reaction like that, you it happened. And even though, like, you might not trust your memories yet, like, you can trust your emotions, basically. Yeah. And so, um, then I started accepting it and like, it was still really hard for me to be able to trust myself though, because you're like, okay, if I'm just remembering this now, like, how would I trust it? Yeah. How do I trust it? How do I trust myself after that? And so I started going to counseling. I go to the same counselor as Kay now and, um, I was talking to her about it and she was basically explaining to me what our brains do, especially as children, when something traumatic happens to us. And um, our frontal lobe might, excuse me if I don't get it all right, because I don't know all the names of the brain, but our frontal lobe basically disconnects from the rest of our brain. Um, The processing, this is the processing part. So it basically disconnects and you don't process it. It just goes straight to the feeling part of your brain. I think it's called the hippocampus. Maybe that's your memory. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. I don't yeah, know why no, I'm trying. No, it's okay. I feel like that sounds right. But basically, your processing part, which is the frontal lobe, disconnects from the rest of your brain, and it goes straight to just reaction. And so your body reacts without you processing. So later on, like, having sex with boys was always very awkward for me. I didn't like doing it. I didn't like being intimate. I developed an eating disorder. I was always very obsessive over the way my body looked and all this stuff. And um, I was explaining that to her, and she was like, your body, you did know. You just didn't consciously know yet. Dude, that is so crazy. She was like, your body reacted, but you just didn't, like, consciously understand why those things were happening. And I was like, wow, like, it makes so much sense. Right. So then, and mind you, like, since that point, it's obviously been a continual healing process. Like, I'm not even fully over it. I'm not even fully accepting of it. But um, I was, I remember me, Kay, and um, some girls from church had a Bible study. And I was opening up about it. I told one of the girls, and she shared her story. And she was like, I don't remember a lot of this either, blah, blah, blah. And so later on, like, I dropped K off and, um, cause I've never remembered much of my childhood at all. Yeah. Like not only just that, just at all period. Like people would ask me questions about my childhood and I'm like, I don't and remember. I remember asking Joss like one time, I'm like, how do you like get through that? Because like she went through a lot as a kid, mm-hmm. um, with her dad and with personal things. And I was like, how do you get through that? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going crazy and I grew up in a like, a quote-unquote normal household so it's like 
um, how do you get through that? And yeah. I remember asking you that, and you're like, I don't really remember. And yeah. I'm like, oh, like, it, I just didn't understand. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I didn't remember a lot. Um, also growing up, like I lied a lot. I just did a lot of things where it's like, I clearly had issues and I went through a lot of trauma, but again, like I hadn't been in therapy until high school. So we didn't really understand what all was going on. I didn't understand what all was going on. So anyway, so, um, then we had that Bible study and I dropped Kay off and, um, I remember driving home and just like crying out to God. Like I was like, why was I always so unprotected? Like, why didn't you have somebody protect me? Like, why did I just not have anybody? Because I didn't have either of my parents. My grandparents were always there for me, but they aren't very emotional people either. So I just couldn't go to them with a lot of things. And so I was really alone growing up. Like, I, I was just very isolated. And so I remember just asking him that, like, God, why? Like, why wasn't I protected? Kind of dramatic, but whatever. So then I came home and opened my Bible. And it was, like, 1 a.m. at this point because I was in my car just, like, crying. <laughs> and our Bible studies go really late. It's Yeah. Really late. <laughs> it's like a Tuesday night. We stay up till like, yeah. 2 in the morning. But I got like off the next day, so it was okay. I remember <laughs> I had off on that Wednesday. But anyway, so um, I opened my Bible, and my Bible has inserts in it it's a bible specifically for women and it has inserts in it and um this one was specifically talking about god protects the unprotected that was the title of it and i was just like whoa like god literally just answered my prayer within like 30 minutes like that is crazy so i remember reading it and i just felt peace i was like okay like even though i wasn't protected like he was still protecting me yeah so then fast forward until even last night like yesterday for it hadn't been on my mind for a while but yesterday I was thinking about it for whatever reason and I go and open me and Zay actually were reading in a class a a classic steez I never know how to pronounce it but you guys will know what I'm talking about it's the book after proverbs but um so I opened it and on the first page it was talking about how God recovers memories and the whole passage it was just one of the inserts but the whole passage went into like how he brings memories back to our consciousness for us to be able to then heal from them and forgive the people who victimized us and I was like wow like I just started crying because in that moment you just know that it's from God because it's like how would the Bible just know that I'm going through this exactly and I had never seen that insert before I've never read that book before yeah so all of it was just like this is so crazy so like I just feel like that's a word for somebody too like if you're going through something where you hadn't remembered it before it's just coming back up and you don't know why it's because God wants you to deal with it and he wants you to heal from it because if we don't pay attention to things or we don't bring things to our attention and address them we aren't going to be able to heal from them because we just haven't yeah we're not healing from it if we're not accepting it yeah and so um even though I'm 20, about to be 24, and I'm just bringing this up, it's just being brought up now, it's because now God needs me to heal from that for me to move on to my next next season. Yep. And it's easier to process that way then because you know it's for a purpose. It's not like he wants to hurt you by bringing this to your memory. He wants you to heal from it. He wants to heal you. And um, I remember it said in there too, it was like it usually starts from a touch of the Holy Spirit. And it makes so much sense because that day that they prayed for me, 
I, I've never felt God that intense up until that point. And um, after that was when it got brought back up. And then I ended up going into a deliverance because I felt the urge to. Yeah. After all this was coming up. And um, then I got delivered. And, yeah, it's just, it's crazy the way he works. But now I'm just so much further in my walk. And I feel so much stronger in my walk than I ever have. Yeah, I remember before I got delivered, because I got delivered after Joss, I was kind of like, I'm going to see how Joss's goes, and then <laughs> I'm going to go. And not, like, anything like that, but I was like, I I don't know if I needed it yet. I was going to do this other thing, and then something just kept happening. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I kind of need somebody else to be like, no, don't do that. And so basically, like, multiple people were like, no, you shouldn't go do that. So I um, didn't end up going to the thing I was supposed to. I was supposed to go Yeah, before first, she did. And then it's basically like this certain ministry I'm not going to name it excuse me but I'm not going to name it but um where they pray over you and they like bring things up yeah it's basically like one of our other friends went to it and she said you keep your eyes closed it's very interesting I don't yeah, know I but don't understand. I didn't I didn't end up going because I didn't have a very good interaction with the lady it was just weird and I remember like feeling like it just wasn't, something wasn't off. And yeah. I feel things, I'm very sensitive to things. And I was like, mm, I really don't feel like I should go to that. Yeah. And so then Kayla had set up an appointment after I canceled mine. And then, yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. I just didn't, I couldn't feel like I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go to a wedding that day. And I was like, you're supposed to be really drained after. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to go and feel like drained after getting this. And the lady who delivered us both, she said that, um, she well helped with our deliverance. She said she was like, uh uh-uh. uh, after you get delivered, you're supposed to feel amazing. Like you're supposed to feel great. And I was like, Oh, cool, like all right. So I didn't go. And I remember one of our friends saying, like, this is just a side note, like, it's okay to be mad at God and just like explain when you're mad. Because he knows how you're feeling. Like God knows when I'm upset, he knows when I'm sad, he knows all my feelings. And I remember her saying that and I remember one night. That's I was like, why I went home and yelled at God. <laughs> I was like, like what the heck? Yeah, and it's crazy because he answered me, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, and I literally was like, God, like, why am I feeling all these feelings now? Because I went to counseling because I was feeling, like, depressed, suicidal thoughts were coming back up, and I was like, and they didn't really tell anyone because I'm like, I don't want anyone to freak out because I'm not going to commit suicide. But all these crazy thoughts, and I'm dealing with it. It's a thing, spiritual warfare. It's very real, and we've mm-hmm. talked about it one of the previous episodes. And I was, like, talking, and I was like, what the heck, God? Like, why am I feeling so sad? Why do I feel so anxious now? Like, I haven't felt this in years. And God was like, this is because you didn't let yourself feel these things. Mm. I'm allowing you to feel this so we can get through it. And you saying that, like, you get delivered from it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, it makes sense because God's, like, trying to get help me get through this so I can help other people. That's yeah. why. I, and sometimes I keep hearing a lot about this too sometimes God will physically let you go through things because you need to help somebody else get Mm -hmm. go through those and like I think back to when Joss started training me like she went through like a lot of the like like self-hatred things and we're going to talk about this in another episode but the self-hatred things and like then it helps me get through it because I learned what she learn from it and it just like it's crazy because she's helped me so much yeah and now like with this podcast we hope to reach women through it and through what we've went through and it's just like I remember my dad actually asked me yesterday he was like what do you guys like want to do with Save the Girls and I was like we want to reach women like we want to help them and I was like I feel like we're really going to help a younger crowd and I'm really excited for it yeah yeah it's crazy because lately we've been getting so much more like 
I don't want to say attention, but like traction yeah. in it, and like more people have been seeing it and reaching out, and that's the whole purpose of it. Like, it's not just for me and Kay to be glorified. At the end of the day, it's for God to be glorified, oh, yeah. and for Him to be able to just work through us and genuinely touch and help other women through what we've been through. Yeah, and I feel like individually we've been through a lot, but together, like it's so much more powerful because we're able to share each other's stories. Yeah, and so. Um, there's literally so much more to like what we've been through and I guess our testimony but I feel like that's the basics yeah and um I do want to say too like I don't have anything against the Catholic Church either yeah I didn't say that I didn't I I don't I just didn't have a good experience yeah and like like we were saying like it's religion versus relationship, and I feel like that's very confusing when you don't understand what that is, but religion is basically based off rules. Like, if you do this, you're going to hell. There's no grace. There's no mercy. Where, like, when you have a relationship with God, which, like, non-dominational churches, that's what it's based off of is just you and God. Um, you learn that that's not how God works. He's a very forgiving God. You just have to have a heart of repentance, and yeah. he can't help but forgive you. And um, because that's why he sent Jesus. Like, Jesus took care of sin. It's not a problem to God anymore because that's why Jesus was sent. Yeah. And like like we've said before, it doesn't mean just go and do what you want. Like, obviously, you want to try to live as Christ-like as possible. But it's, we're going to sin. Like, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. And God will still forgive us at the end of the day. Um, another point that I didn't really bring up, too, is, like, I went through a huge season of drinking and smoking and just, like, Wallin brokenness. Out. Like, I didn't get as detailed, I feel like, as Kay, but, like, <laughs> I I was definitely, like, I would go to church hungover at first and, like, I would have nights. I never really blacked out, but I would drink, like, half a bottle of tequila. Like, I would be going crazy. <laughs> and, um... I went through a season of just, like, dating a bunch of boys and sleeping with a bunch of boys. And at the end of the day, that's not me. And I feel like once I realized that I was going through that to him, like, why am I doing this? Like, I've never been like this. I've never... And soul ties, first of all. You have to learn yeah. about soul ties because having <laughs> sex with people, you do tie, your soul, tie a piece of your soul to them. Um, but anyway... So I was going through that season. I was going through just like a lot of depression. Like K2 in high school, I had a season of depression where I told one of my best friends at the time that I was going to kill myself. And I had stayed home from school that day. And she told a counselor. She like told a bunch of my other friends and they all went and saw the counselor together. And they called my grandparents and they were like, she's threatening to kill herself we either have to send cops to your house right now and escort her to a mental hospital nearby or she has to do mandatory outpatient therapy so I did outpatient therapy I hated it at first like absolutely hated it but that was the first therapist I actually had a good good morality with Wait, is that the good morale with I guess she was like super cool and she actually cared about me and stuff and I felt like her love but I yeah. could only see her for eight weeks and so then I had to move on and then that therapist it was just a nightmare sometimes <gasps> finding a therapist is it's really hard, hard yeah it sometimes isn't the like the first one you find no it usually never is like I've been through like I think four therapists four or five therapists and um obviously like now I found like the one yeah but, um now it, we're in spiritual counseling yeah 
it's called Christian, it's like a Christian counselor. Yeah. I don't think they have therapists. I think they only have It's counseling. counseling. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. But it's like the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went through years of depression, years of suicidal thoughts, years of just like not feeling worth anything. Yeah. And, um, I went through years of being abused by men and, um... Yeah, it just, nothing fulfilled me except for God. Mm-hmm. And even though I feel like the way I told my story was all over the place, but I seriously was one of the most broken people. If you could have met me then and now, I was one of the most broken, sad, depressed people. Like, so shy to the point where I wouldn't open up to anybody. I wouldn't even order my own food at restaurants when I was younger. Like, I was just the most low self-esteem person in the world. And um, to say that, like, I actually feel loved and accepted and whole now is crazy. And obviously, I still go through seasons of, like, insecurity, and I still yeah. have things that I don't necessarily like about myself. But I just see myself completely different now because I know that God loves me, and mm-hmm. I could never say that before. Like, up until I truly got delivered, I didn't understand how much God loves me and how much God loves all of us but in that moment I had never personally felt so loved by God and like he cares about us like we think that he just is too busy or he doesn't have time for us but like he is he is everywhere all the time Mm -hmm. and he will never not have time for you individually because he ministers to us all individually oh yeah I um I remember the one thing cuz I grew up in therapy from I started going in 7th grade 7th grade to when I was a senior in high school cuz she was a child psychologist so I could only go to her until I graduated and I liked her but she only dealt with like surface little yeah. stuff and then I started going to Christian like the Christian life counseling because somebody at church recommended her to me and I was like uh, I have a weird vibe with therapy because like it's a long story but something happened with like our billing so it was just weird and I was scared it scared me like the money issue I was like "Mm." but then this one ended up being in my network and I was like I really need this so I started going and the first thing she said at the end of our session was if this isn't a good fit that's fine I'll recommend you a different one and I was like I've -hmm. never heard like my first therapist never said that to me so I was like bro what like so. And as we're talking about that, too, like, it's crazy to me because all, almost all natural things that seem like an issue are really spirit things. Yeah. Like, depression, it's not just because, oh, like, it's something physical. No, it is, like, a spiritual thing. Like, there is something that we're lacking spiritually when we feel those things. Yeah. Or there's spirits attached to us and attacking us, like Kay mentioned, like, spiritual warfare. That's a thing. Yeah. And, like, people feel crazy for talking about these types of things, but no, like... Our spirit, we are spiritual beings. Like, we are made with a spirit. And we always have a yearning for that. Like, why do you think we always have a yearning for something more? It's not because we just want to be rich or we'll be happy when we have a mansion or we'll be happy when we have a family. No, like, God created us to be whole in our single self first because he wants us to find our identity and our wholeness through him not material things because all of this goes away eventually all of this goes away eventually and our spirits are eternal and made to be with him so 
I just, yeah, that's something really big. Like, therapy can only help so much. You will still feel a yearning yep. for something else. You will still have anxiety if you don't have God. Yeah, 100%. Um, And I remember, too, when I first started counseling, I was like, I want to know what's wrong with me. And she's like, stop saying something's wrong with you. Yeah. And it was almost like she was yelling at me, but not literally. She's like, I want you to stop saying that because nothing is wrong with you. That's another thing. I want us to make a video or a an episode about um the power of confession okay that one didn't win the polls which I was kind of sad but or maybe it did no I don't think it did I don't remember whatever but I don't think it did and it has seriously changed my life so much since I started saying confessions every single day oh yeah and um yeah so I really want to touch on that too because it changes so much oh yeah but this is a really long episode. It's about an hour long. But I mean, we got our whole testimonies out. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the most powerful things for people to hear is where we came from and how God saved us. Because sometimes yeah. we look at Christians and they're like, they're perfect. They never went through anything. They yeah. never had adversity or they never had sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. And no, that's not how every Christian story goes. Yeah, That's the ultimate Christian story, but that's not how most Christian stories go. And yeah. even in the Bible, like a lot of the people that God ended up using had a past of like not living unrighteously and so um I just feel like you need to be encouraged that no matter what you've done like God can use you and he still loves you yeah but yeah okay we're gonna end there we'll stop preaching (laughs) um but we love you guys so much and like I said if you're only listening on Spotify or Apple Music we recorded our first YouTube video so go ahead and watch that if you have time or if you want to even yeah um and just support us there because we're starting to grow yeah (laughs) but okay guys we love you and we'll see you in our next episode because we we want to save the girl